peep valve every time. If you need to recruit alveoli, go ahead and crank that up. You see the little numbers, we turn it. Y'all have all used peep valves before. I see this only being used on patients that need a lot of peep. That's the wrong answer. This is my last micro lecture for the day. If you haven't been able to tell, the theme of my micro lectures have been things Steve has seen that upset him. And so we're gonna go to the last one. This is the simplest ventilator to use. This is one of the most common ventilators that we use. The times we use this ventilator is when I have something acutely changing with my patient. Whether I'm pre-oxygenating them, getting ready to intubate them, I'm concerned I have equipment failure, something's not right with my patient, I pop them off. Cardiac arrest, there's a lot of people that are using the ventilator in cardiac arrest. If you're not comfortable with that, this is the easiest way to do this. Something is acutely happening with my patient. If I'm using this ventilator, I need to make sure I'm using this ventilator to its fullest potential. And so that's what we're gonna talk about in the next couple minutes. First of all, the easiest thing is make sure you have this hooked to oxygen. It seems simple but make sure you have it hooked up. Make sure you have a reservoir. I say make sure you have a reservoir. All of commercially available BVMs have reservoirs. I made a social media post about this last year and I got a bunch of messages. Hey, my BVMs don't have reservoirs. It's not always a bag. Sometimes you'll have large bore corrugated tubing that goes over this smaller tubing and that large bore tubing acts as your reservoir. So make sure your oxygen's hooked up. Make sure you're using reservoir. Again, something's acutely happening with my patient. I need the extra oxygen for those few minutes. The second thing you want to make sure that you have is your peep valve. You may say, Steve, I've got a bad asthmatic. I'm doing ZEEP, zero of peep, so I don't want my peep valve. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. Every brand of BVM is designed a little bit differently. I'm not familiar with this brand of BVM, but I do see a one-way valve there. However, we made a video on criticalcarenow.com last year demonstrating that with forceful inspirations, you can actually entrain room air through this exhalation port. And so if your patient, for example, that asthmatic that you want on ZEEP, if they have some forceful inspirations coming through here, you may be diluting out the oxygen. You may not be providing 100% FiO2. The easiest way to fix this is to place a one-way valve on the exhalation port. Looking at this one, I see a one-way valve there, but every time I put this one-way valve on there. The video that we made, you can check it out on criticalcarenow.com. We have a nebulizer there and you clearly see the air going in and then as soon as you put this on, it stops any room air from being entrained through your exhalation port. So peep valve every time. If you need to recruit alveoli, go ahead and crank that up. You see the little numbers, we turn it. Y'all have all used peep valves before. I, I see this only being used on patients that need a lot of peep. That's the wrong answer. Every time you gotta have a peep valve on here. So I've got my oxygen with reservoir, I've got my peep valve. The other thing you need is a pressure manometer. Be cognizant of how much pressure you're delivering to the patient when you use this ventilator. The one that I have at my shop is a little circle that's actually integrated into the machine itself. This is a really great add-on one right here. You can see it just pops on there, it stays on your bag. As I squeeze, it goes up. It tells me how much pressure I'm using so I can protect the lungs. There's some of your respiratory therapists, they can rig up someone with tubing and a big manometer that sits off to the side. That's not as helpful. That's a little bit clumsy. It's harder to look at. So really talk to your purchasing manager, find a BVM that has one integrated into it, whether the little round thing 
or this thing attached to the side so you can know how much pressure you're using. I've got my oxygen, my reservoir, I got my peep valve, I got my pressure manometer. The thing that drives me crazy, something has acutely changed with my patient. My ventilator is not working. I'm gonna abandon my conventional ventilator for this easier to use ventilator. And I see this happen all the time. Respiratory therapists, excuse me, not respiratory therapists, resuscitationists will disconnect the ventilator from the ET tube and put this directly on the ET tube and abandon our waveform in tidal CO2. If you're using this device, use it with waveform in tidal CO2. If your patient's not intubated yet, that's fine. Hold a tight seal through exhalation and you can still get your waveforms. If you're doing it for initial airway confirmation, your waveform in tidal CO2 is phenomenal for detecting tracheal intubation. Your little colometric purple yellow guy is trash. Go ahead, you need to have waveform set up anyway. Go ahead and hook up your waveform in tidal CO2 to this. Your patient's decompensating, they're in cardiac arrest, you have questions about their hemodynamic status. In tidal CO2 is the poor man's A-line. It's gonna give you a ton of information about perfusion. It's gonna give you information about your ROSC. When you're using this ventilator, preserve your waveform in tidal CO2. So to summarize, if you are using this ventilator, you need to be using your oxygen with a reservoir. You need to be using a peak valve, even if you want ZEEP. And you need to have a pressure manometer. Be cognizant of how much pressure you're using to, vent to ventilate your patient. And finally, always use your waveform in tidal CO2. Thank you, guys.